Alright, test, test, test. Testing, testing. Richard Dreyfus. Richard Dreyfus, testing, testing. Richard Dreyfus says something very funny. <laughs> you stand by me and we'll have a close encounter just a couple goodbye girls and we hope it's not a downer rosencrantz and guildenstern may be dead and gone but whose life is it anyway we hope you like our song the call of the wild sounds like dunna dunna a career spanning 50 years and we only just begunna Mr. Holland had his opus and we think this might be ours. Watch and discuss, drink and smoke thus, we're all just high and dryfus. Hello and welcome back to the third episode of High and Dryfus. We're back. The podcast where you, the viewer, vote on your favorite <laughs> Richard Dreyfus. <laughs> no. <laughs> what if what if people emailed in with their like with their Dreyfus um <laughs> like experiences like the first time they watched a Dreyfus film how they felt where they were that would be nice oh my gosh we we're probably gonna start getting letters soon I know I'm not the only one that feels this way about him it's it's universal I'm sure well now that I'm noticing the actual sheer impact of of like Dreyfus fashion alone yeah it's it's here, and it's here to stay. Like, he was such an influencer without being showboaty about it. Like, mm-hmm. nobody gets where, ugh, literally, like, modern-day cute boy fashion, it's 110% Dreyfus. We've been over this before, but it just becomes all the more clear in 1977's The Goodbye Girl. Yeah, that's what we're doing today. I'm really excited, because it isn't just a pure dick fest. It <laughs> we have some ladies. Yeah. We have some ladies to relate to in this film. Right? Yeah, that was definitely the the one complaint with Jaws and with Close Encounters is the women are just kind of props. The men get all the the juicy meaty bits. So with the rom com, we've got we've got a lovely leading lady and actually her daughter, and they uh, they both were Oscar nominated for their roles in this one. Amazing. But Richard was the only one that took the cake. This is the the famous Best Actor win, where he was the youngest person to ever win that award. And, uh, you know, I think we should also talk about the 2004 remake with... Uh... <laughs> yes. Like, I'm, I'm not saying I want to watch it, but we definitely need to talk about the fact that there was a remake with uh, The Dude... And Deborah. Oh, it was Jeff Daniels. Jeff Daniels. Yeah. Oh, not the dad. Uh, no, okay, but they look the same. They, they do. Both, they have that shaggy hair. Yeah. Okay, Jeff Daniels is not the dude. That's Jeff Bridges. Yes. Different Jeff. Yeah. Same hair. Yeah. Yeah. It's okay. It's fine. <laughs> Damn it. That makes me think of. Oh my god. It was really embarrassing. I realized last week that for like years. I've just been, like, blending Elon Musk and Jeff Bezos in my head together as the same person. So I'd, Elon like... Bezos. Yeah. Like, I just... I don't know. Like, I'd read separate articles about them. I'd be like, yeah, the Tesla guy who also owns Amazon and is married to Grimes. Like, it just... I I don't know how. And, like, I could, ri- like, read articles with either name interchangeably. And I'd be like, yeah, that guy. So... I had a friend once, uh, well, I, she's still my friend. Um, yeah. her, her name's Lexi, and her last name is Rudakowski. But mm-hmm. every time I'd read it, in my head, it would come out Rodriguez. Oh. I can't tell you why. <laughs> I hate when stuff there's, like that There's happens. a clear K in there. <laughs> Rodriguez. Yeah. <laughs> like, uh, so, yeah, that, I, I get it. Perfect. I hear you. Yeah. <laughs> But yeah, so this movie, uh, the the rom com status. So I mean, one one criticism with this is that, um, and the actress um, Marsha Mason, I believe was her name. Yeah. She said like, eh, it kind of sucked because you know, like in most older rom coms, she was a bit more stiff, a little more shrill, whereas Richard gets to have all of the the fun with his character. But even still, I think it's a pretty I, I think it holds up. I think it stands the test of time as far as poignant romances go. Well, um, yeah, I mean, there, I totally understand that complaint of, like, 
uh, women being portrayed a certain way, but I think now I can look back at those portrayals with more nuances now that we, now that it's more understood yeah. in film and and appreciate those characters, like what, what these, those actresses did with those characters and those parameters and Oh, for sure. And I think she does a really great job of it. And the child actor in this is honestly one of the best child actors ever. Like, most child actors make me shit blood, but this one is... (laughs) (laughs) I feel like child actors didn't get good until, like, 2010. Yeah. Yeah, it was was definitely... Is slim pickings out there. Yeah. Oh, God. But we yeah. We had Dakota Fanning and then no one for a while. Yeah. Oh, sweet Dakota. Yeah. And then, uh, and now we have the Stranger Things kids. Yeah. It's true. No, I, um. I'm excited to see this. I'm yeah. I'm really excited. I think we should just dive right in. I, I mean, mean, there's, there's so much to unpack and I don't want to do it before we smoke a bunch of weed. Yeah. Oh, right. Okay. So this time. We've decided we are not going to be partaking in any alcoholic beverages. We're taking a break. We did enough of that last night. We had a basement karaoke party. Yeah. And, um, yeah, wow, Sydney really, <laughs> really went for it. I did. I, I brought out the show tunes. I brought out Barbara Streisand. I brought out Liza Minnelli. And, you guys, I brought out Lizzo. <laughs> oh, yeah, Kate. Did not expect this tiny little peanut who's, like, as white as the day is long. I don't know. But, like... That is how white really, I am. Yeah. And she uh, she really crushed the Lizzo. I'm, Thank you. I was you. real proud of my girl. Well, I uh, I went to her concert in Toronto, and I feel like I've really uh, held on to that Lizzo energy. Yeah, absolutely. That would stick with you. Back in the day where, like, stadiums could be packed with 20,000 people and everyone was touching and all, everyone was just feeling the Lizzo energy. Right? <laughs> Everyone's oh, like God. respectfully saying, get out of my way. <laughs> I, I feel like that, yeah. that is what Lizzo energy is. Oh, I'm into it. Yeah. Honestly, I think Richard Dreyfus has a bit of Lizzo energy in this film. Actually, I wouldn't say a little bit. I'd say he has a lot of it. This is like classic Dreyfus overacting and being like, really um like this is me love me or leave me Mm, i'm really amazed with um now that i've been introduced to dreyfus just how often everything comes back to dreyfus (laughs) oh yeah i mean it's a universal theme (laughs) that wasn't forced it was not a forced comparison no it It wasn't completely accurate yeah it's very accurate okay things are changing for me yeah. Over the course of this podcast. The Church of Dreyfus is really yeah! starting to shape up, okay? I forgot about the Church of Dreyfus. <laughs> we gotta get those hats, man. Dunna. <laughs> you guys couldn't see this, but I like I did prayer hands. Yeah. And when you bless somebody you say, ha ha ha. Do it again. <laughs> Your pitch is perfect. We were like just warming up last night. You know? Yeah, it's true. All that karaoke really. Uh, well, I was scared I wouldn't be able to talk today because I, you I don't do. Oh gosh, Froggy like, Fresh. Yeah, I did some rapping. I wasn't doing as much singing last night, but I, I'm known for destroying my vocal cords at karaoke. Not from performing, but just hyping up all of my buddies. So supportive. Yes, I, I try my best. So I, um, yeah, I couldn't talk by the end of the night. It was pretty, pretty bad. But um, yeah, I rested my cords. I had a little cup of coffee, and I think we're ready to to crush this bitch. Very excited. We're gonna make some snacks. Oh. We're gonna watch. This is actually my roommate's mom's favorite movie. Oh yeah. So we, I might text her. <laughs> totally. Yeah. <laughs> See if she has any insights. Yeah, I might text my mom, too. I remember she just thought he was so cute in this, especially when he plays guitar naked, which is like, duh. Here we go. Mm. Oh, Oh, I can't wait. I can't wait to relate to more than just the shark. (laughs) Right? You know? Oh, totally. All right, I'm ready. Okay, let's fucking do this. Here we go. All right, goodbye, girl. Uh, I'm sorry about this. I didn't know that there were going to be any complications. Yeah, well, there's a lot of that going around lately. I don't blame you for being hostile. I think I get the picture. Tony rented me the apartment and split with the money, right? And then you and your daughter got dumped on? (laughs) That is your version. My version is that Tony and I amicably end our relationship. We agreed I would keep the apartment, and you and your $600 got dumped on. Get the picture? Very sharp. Sharp. That's very sharp. You a sharp New York girl, right? 
No, a dull Cincinnati kid. But you get dumped on enough, you start to develop an edge. Okay. Well, that was just delightful, wasn't it? That was lovely. <laughs> I just feel all lit up inside. Really, I feel really shiny and happy and a little bit sweaty. <laughs> oh, yeah. Feel good movie of the stench. Yeah. Um, where do we even start? I well, I guess with our notes. Yeah. That we yeah. <laughs> <laughs> oh. So for people who haven't seen Goodbye Girl, it's a story about a relationship, a roommate situation gone wrong. <laughs> yeah, and allegedly the original script for Goodbye Girl, it went over a lot of revisions. But it was based on the true story of, like, Dustin Hoffman's relationship right as he was starting out. Really? In, uh, in Hollywood. Yeah. So. Oh, start there. Yeah, right? <laughs> okay. <laughs> That's a fun little tidbit about this one. So, Give um, it to me. Yeah, it was just this whole, but in a way, this is almost like a prequel to that. So it's not, like, totally true to life, but the characters were based off of, like, Dustin Hoffman and this woman and oh and also the uh, one of the big things that we're going to be talking about in this episode is the gay Richard the third yeah and the gay Richard the third was an actual thing that happened I believe it was the lead actress's husband amazing he was actually involved in that plane and instantly got shut down because they were like how dare you <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> So yeah, that's the origin story. Amazing. And did he have anything to do with writing it? Or was he originally supposed to be in it? Like I, what? I oh, I think we should fact check, but I'm pretty sure he was acting in it, and it was just a real uncomfortable situation really? for all involved. Okay. Yeah. yeah, let's make a note to look that up. Mm -hmm. Um. Okay. Well, yeah. So it's a story about a relationship. Um. Starts off with a very quirky mother daughter duo. Um, getting left by a no-good piece of shit. Yeah. Oh. Tony's a dick. Tony's awful. And, you like, you never see Tony, but you just hate him. And there's a big picture of himself on the wall. Yeah, his headshot. <laughs> it's, like, beside their bed. Like, yeah. Like, Tony. Gosh. Ugh, actors, am I right? Yeah. <laughs> we actually, we say this, like, next to a really big black and white picture yeah. of Sydney's actor husband. <laughs> so, okay, uh. the reason why, okay, we're in my little makeshift office in our in my basement, and the reason that picture is there is because it was a, it was a final project for photography school. Okay. But... <laughs> But it is a glamour uh, shot. Actors. I think it's. I think it speaks volumes that it's down here in my office instead of like out in <laughs> our, beside your bed in our living space. You That's know. That's true. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah. Okay. So back to. Also, just disclaimer: Sydney's husband is much nicer than Tony, and he's a way better actor. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> That's true. So. <laughs> okay. Let's bring it back. <laughs> Very quirky mother-daughter duo get left on, and uh, they're left to fend for themselves, and right away you can tell that uh, the daughter's quite capable and quite grown up. Yeah, so this is where the impressive child acting comes in. She's a precocious child, because that can be the worst sometimes in movies, is like a, a child actor playing precocious. Yes, and you're you right. Just want to hit them and like I love children but like sometimes sometimes oh. <laughs> like, I don't even want to dwell on the topic too much because it's going to start sounding scary yeah. I feel the rage bubbling in me and I, I want to ride out the glow from the film yeah <laughs> not think about child actors no but she was incredible she mm. was such a delight and um their relationship is very honest and open and throughout the entire movie this little girl sees fully grown adults be incredibly vulnerable in front of her mm -hmm. and she's so so mature and she wasn't she was written very well as uh, as well <laughs> yeah like they didn't give her a totally ludicrous script to work with it was still and i liked her little like 70s slangism like blah, slang isms like she'd be like far out yeah <laughs> it was cute <laughs> 
What was it when he brings a girl home and and he's like, we're gonna go study in my room? <laughs> what did she say? Fat chance or like <laughs> <laughs> something like that? Or as if <laughs> or something like that? Oh, mad sass, this child. Yeah. So um, we can talk about the leading actress. What's her name again? Marsha Mason. Marsha Mason did Miss a really, Marcia. really, really good job. And it's hard to talk about rom-coms that were written in the 70s and not notice that you know female characters aren't written very well. Yeah, I mean, you know, they're written from the male perspective. So, so well, I don't know. I just feel like they're often such novelties and they yeah. really lack depth. But I feel like... Marsha did a lot of work within the parameters they gave her. Marsha brought a lot to the writing. Mm-hmm. She brought way more to the writing than the writing did. Yeah. <laughs> and uh, she ended up being a very complex character, even though her lines didn't really indicate as such. Yeah, she... Oh, that face. The pug nose. <laughs> oh, just, she, uh, so real. Right? Yeah. A very real woman who is who has a lot of defenses mm-hmm. and um, unfairly gets called out on them. Yeah. And I think if the writing wasn't so good and the acting wasn't so good, it would be pretty cringe, mm-hmm. some of the moments. But uh, it's valuable to look back and, and with a new lens and see uh, what would not fly now. Yeah. And um, to be able to appreciate someone's acting choices so true you know what i think is interesting too is this movie was up against annie hall for another rom-com yeah another rom-com but with a very problematic director yeah he's a monster yeah (laughs) so oh yeah that's one of those ones where i just i as much as I love Diane Keaton so deeply, oh. I just I haven't been able to rewatch that movie in a long time with everything. But it, it, that's a one and done. Yeah, and that one also has a really weird, you know, kind of not double standard, but there's a weird dynamic between the male and female protagonist, but also a really interesting layered kind of. I don't know, Diane Keaton. I, there are no words. <laughs> yeah. Jesus Christ. Yeah, yeah, yeah. How do you do this to me? Oh, but, um, I, yeah, I think there's some similar themes between mm-hmm. the two films. And, yeah, it, I think it's interesting that just two of the really hardcore rom-coms, if you can call Annie Hall a rom-com. If you can call either of these movies a rom-com, there really are, it yeah. really is a, like a... a Quirky mm-hmm. portrayal of a pretty real relationship. Yeah. Under quirky circumstances. Right? <laughs> oh, 77. Great year for quirky yeah. rom-coms. Lots of quirk. God. Say quirk again. Quirk. <laughs> <laughs> you think I'm upset over 14 unimportant negative reviews? Oh. Oh. Bitch your ass I am, baby. Oh. Oh. That's putrid. Capital P, capital U, capital Trid. I thought it was an interesting interpretation. Oh, bullshit! Tell me the truth. I want the truth. Say it. Say it, or I'll, I'll smash this priceless $9 lamp all to pieces. Oh, was no, I no, putrid, no. or was I not? Say it! Yes, yes, you were putrid! You don't have to be so blunt about it. I'm sorry. Now is the winter of our discontent, made glorious summer by this son of York. <gasps> that is good. It's wonderful. It's honestly. Thank you. You're welcome. You're really not such a bad person after all, you know? Thank you. <sighs> that putrid remark really hurt. That really got to me, you know? I know. I, I don't know what came over me. So, um... Yeah, well, uh, oh my god, let's talk about Richard. Oh, what? Ah, <laughs> <laughs> uh, he was a a dream. I told her, see, and in the beginning of the movie, and I just had to bite my tongue, because I just want to, oh, but he's just so 
abrasive in the beginning of the film. Yeah. And Sydney and I checked in midway through, and she's like, yeah, I don't know. I don't like him. He, he won me over. Yeah, yeah that's just what in he his, does. In his growth. Both of them won me over. Mm-hmm. I think that's the point of it. They win each other over, right? Also, halfway through the movie, that's when he puts that little hat on again. Oh, yeah. <laughs> we get to see his ears, Ooh. but not his hair. Oh. Ooh. Ooh. Right. I think that's the oh. appeal of it, that hat. <laughs> oh. <laughs> Leave the ears yeah. open. Yeah. <laughs> um, uh, I, as I'm watching more and more Richard Dreyfuss films and mm-hmm. seeing him more and more, like I said, I hadn't really even watched him before. Yeah. I am I'm feeling the same crush that you have. Like right. I'm right there with I get it now. Yeah. I absolutely get it now. Oh. He's got charisma. Ah, oh, uniqueness, nerve, and talent. Oh, it's true. He's, um, and that manic sort of Exactly, the overacting of which he is so famous for, but does it in a way that's, like, charming and doesn't make me, like, super yeah. irritated. Yeah. Only uh, one actor has made me ever say, I believe you, mm-hmm. and now it's two. <gasps> Richard. It, well, I'm, I'm going to say that the other actor is Mark Ruffalo. <laughs> oh, Mark. Yeah. Yes. I look at Mark Ruffalo and I'm like, I believe you. Have you seen Spotlight? No. Holy shit. What's Spotlight? Oh my God. It's like one of Mark Ruffalo's best films and it's a true story. And it's all about oh, the yeah. huge takedown of yeah, all yeah. the... No, yeah. I've seen it. Yeah. I've seen it. Spotlight. I've seen Spotlight. Spotlight. It was really good. <gasps> yeah, I am... Um, Oh, I probably, well, I've already graduated, so I guess I'm allowed to say this, but we um, watched it for journalism class one day at college, and um, I had just gotten that, like, weed tongue spray, Mm. and I was like, just a little bit, but it was, like, kind of clogged, so I, like, thought it wasn't squirting properly, but it was, so I did, like, seven big zhuzhs right under my tongue, and I got fucking ripped. The highest I've ever been was with that spray. Yeah. That it, was that stuff something. Is potent, man. That's the kind of stuff that you're you're sitting quietly and no one's paying attention to you and you stand up abruptly and like, I'm going to bed. Right? And it was funny. So I just got like so high and then the movie we didn't have enough time to finish it. We like had to stop watching like ten minutes before the end and we were like, No. But my eyes were bloodshot, because you know how my eyes get. <laughs> and I'm sure everyone just thought, like, man, she got really shook by Spotlight. Yeah. <laughs> everyone probably thought I got, like, assaulted by a priest or something, because I just looked wrecked. <laughs> no, I was, no, I'm just really lit. <laughs> right? No, guys, I swear, uh, it's just really dank. <laughs> anyways, Mark Ruffalo. Really yeah. Believed him I believe that. him, and I also believe Richard. Yeah. Dick. Ooh, dick. We're Can call, I call you Dick? We're calling him Dick. <laughs> <laughs> we're calling him that. Yeah. So I think we should talk a little bit about how uh, Richard Dreyfuss's character ends up doing improv oh. and the simul- <laughs> similarities in, in Sarah Jane's life. Oh, you know, I just, and I wonder, like, what does that say about me that, like, every guy that I get involved with did improv for, like, a few years in high school and then, like, a bit during college and they, like, taught high school students. Like, all of them. Like, <laughs> that's what that's what we're going to unpack uh, over the course of this podcast. Yeah. So, uh, what is it about improv guys and, like, and, like, several different improv companies? Like, those are the... Oh, the I just... And I'll meet someone who, like, didn't do improv in high school, and I'm like, this guy's so boring. <laughs> like, I don't know what it is about an improv guy where I'm like, once they tell me that, I'm like, okay. <laughs> I believe you. I believe you. <laughs> yeah, so that's my weird thing. But just, yeah, so of course the fact that Richard Dreyfuss' character joins an improv theater company in this like of course i'm just enraptured by him now there's just a some foreshadowing in the movie of like oscar performance oscar worthy performance yeah she's like oh well i sure hope you get your oscar or something like that and oh he got his oscar and then he gets his oscar Oscar. in real life yes the youngest man in the world (laughs) (laughs) 
to ever get an Oscar. Yeah. <laughs> to, to win Best Actor. Yeah. But, um, which is so impressive. And he was up against so many people who were pretty legit. And he was like, yeah, I, I, he had said in an interview years later that he was a little manic at that point and it's, feeling you can tell oh yeah and feeling very self-confident so Damn he was it, like Richard, oh, of course it. i won and he was like i wasn't shocked at all i knew i was winning i had it in the bag there was no way i was losing that's how his character was <laughs> right? in the movie yeah that's that's richard that's our guy i believe him <laughs> yeah it's true yeah oh. i don't know like what <sighs> there's so much to unpack with this movie oh uh, some mild homophobia yeah. So okay, let's yeah, let's talk about Gay Richard the Third. That yeah. that's a interesting concept that rooted in truth, apparently, according to the origin story. Yeah, so um in the movie Richard, an actor uh no, back it up. In the yeah. <laughs> Elliot. Elliot. So Richard Dreyfus plays Elliot who is playing Richard the Third. Mm-hmm. And that's like his <laughs> Big break in yeah. the big New York theater. This is his, like, Broadway. Off-Broadway um, debut. Debut. That's the word, yeah. Broadway. And, and like that. Broadway. <laughs> Broadway. Broadway. <laughs> Broadway. <laughs> Do you smell? <laughs> yeah. Um, it's Richard's Broadway debut. Yeah. Elliot's. Elliot's. Broadway debut as Richard, play, played by Richard Dreyfuss. <laughs> Richard the Third, not Richard Dreyfuss. Fuck! That's why, it, yeah. Okay, so he's, uh, this, what, what we eventually realize, this director who has some pretty serious uh, mother issues, uh, asks him to play Richard the Third very flamboyantly uh, gay. Mm-hmm. And Elliot has a lot of trouble with that, and a lot of reservations for many reasons it it's written simply as for uh his career um maybe a little bit of his his ego yeah and he he does say at one point like oh gay liberation is gonna hang me so like he is aware aware that it's worried that yeah this portrayal that he's being you know um kind of pressured into doing is one that's like not kosher yeah (laughs) Mm -hmm. um but it, and it, I think for the most part, the uh, the homophobia mostly comes from the audience of Richard the Third. Yeah. Um, it's implied there, and not really anywhere else. But, um, yeah. Again, it, it's it's sometimes hard to watch movies from the seventies. Totally. It's sometimes hard to watch movies from five years ago. Mm-hmm. <laughs> so, um, so yeah, it's definitely present. Um, but. Man, would I love to see a gay Richard the Third. Right? It like it looks like a fun show. That would make a great friend show. Yeah. Maybe we should do that. We should put on gay Richard the Third. It it was very interesting. Yeah. Um, especially with Richard Dreyfus doing it. <laughs> yeah. Oh, yeah, that was fun. With his sword. Yeah. <laughs> he was oh, what a cliche, but he was very limp wristed with yeah. his sword. Yeah. And oh. while he, there's a scene where he's trying to read and he just got this note to to play Richard gay. And he's trying to read for Richard the he's third. Doing it in his regular Richard voice, which is like, now is the, the winter, winter of, of our, our discontent. Disc- and he's like, wait, let me try it again. Now is the winter of our <laughs> it was, oh. it was <sighs> a little cringe, but Yeah. Oh Richard. Yeah. Not as cringe as Krippendorf's tribe, though, so it's fine. <laughs> that's going to be an episode where we tackle some problematic Dreyfus. <laughs> that's going to that's gonna sting a little bit. I'm yeah. Gonna, I'm a little upset with Dreyfus for that. Yeah. yeah. <sighs> Anyways, we'll wait for episode six. Yeah. Sure yeah. What that is. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, we should wait. We should mm-hmm. wait for that. Um, I don't know. Like, have we talked about that scene where um, she sort of breaks down for the first time in front of him and and asks for a loan. Yeah. And oh. um, he, and she's been pretty cold, understandably cold, towards him up until then. Mm-hmm. And so she asks for a loan, and he says, I will take care of these bills and blah, blah, blah. And 
you can pay me back when you um, get a job. And she's, uh, she says something like, and like, what, what should I do? And like, what's my end of the deal or whatever? And mm-hmm. he says, you have to be nice to me. And she takes that understandably pushed because she's probably gotten this before from gross men, but she takes that sexually. Yeah. And, and she says, go to hell, basically. Mm-hmm. And uh, he rips into her mm-hmm. about how you're not that pretty anyway. I didn't mean that. I blah, 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 blah. And, and she ends up feeling bad. And she ends up apologizing. Yeah. You feel bad for her in that scene. That's That's one of the scenes where you're like, it's going to be really hard for you to redeem yourself, Mr. Garfield. And the lady producer from New York called me, and she was the one who asked me to come to New York and play Richard III off-Broadway. And not off-Broadway, it's off-off-off-off-off-Broadway. Are we invited to the opening? Do you really want to come? The two of you, it's Tuesday night. Tuesday's a school night. We went to Tony's opening on a school night? I said no. Oh, shit. Shoot! Oh, sorry. I think I'm in trouble. Good night. I love it when kids swear. Oh, absolutely. God, when kids swear, it's cute. It just reminds me of being a kid and, like, trying it out, you know? Yeah. Just not being completely confident with it, but but knowing, sort of knowing the context. Mm-hmm. I, I think that's a really real way to write a kid. <laughs> yeah. To write a kid being nothing but gumdrops and whatever is... Exactly. Yeah, I. This is a really real kid who had who had her own defenses from also being left by like all these potential dad figures. Yeah. Oh, the poor. I I sympathize so much with that poor little character where she's like dealing with a really kind of high-strung single mom, and she's she really (laughs) is the they're they're equals in that in that mom daughter relationship. Totally. It's a very equal dynamic, which is always so like, oh, lightly heart wrenching when it's, it's like it's because it's cute, like right? Everyone yeah. thinks, oh wow, how cute on the inside. But you know, when when they grow up, there's that yeah. dynamic is is hard to deal with. Oh, um, just Sydney and I unpacking yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. mom issues. Oh gosh, my mom's gonna listen to this. Oh. <laughs> Everything's fine. Hi, Tammy. Everything's fine. We're good. We're good. Better than ever. Yeah, really. (laughs) (laughs) Truly. Oh, oh gosh. Um, Yeah, no, she's so cute in that. And, um, yeah, I did really enjoy her acting. She's not too put upon. There's a scene where um, uh, Dreyfus, Elliot, has finally, they've finally really come together. They've realized their attraction. And and Elliot and... uh, Paula have come together and it's it's adorable. It's so quirky and beautiful and real and yeah. and they're th- how they've like made each other grow in a friendship before they become uh, lo- <laughs> lovers is so so pure. I know. And and it, as an act of like good faith and and love for this little girl who is also included in their relationship, um, he like takes her on a carriage ride a fucking carriage full of, ride full Jesus of flowers Christ. and he and he tells her how much he cares about her and how much he cares about her mom and he tries to reassure her that he's not going to go anywhere like all the other deadbeats who left her before uh, I feel like a carriage ride in any other contest I, I a context I would be like holy yeah shut up but in this one oh it's just so nice it was so so beautiful and oh. I I I hate romances I hate uh, ask my husband he he will tell you my favorite romance is uh, <laughs> Alien. Okay, okay. <laughs> I have a lot to say about Alien. How did I know? <laughs> you have no idea how close you are. <laughs> what Predator? I'm not gonna say anymore. <laughs> <laughs> oh, please say it's RoboCop. Please say it's RoboCop. Oh, it's um, uh, it's Empire Strikes Back. It's my favorite romance. Oh. Cute. I, you know what? I do like that. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um. Anyway, I thought that was just such a real romance. It's 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 similar to to this one. It's like a you know a where they drive each other uh, yes, crazy. Yes. Yes. That's uh, what I'm trying to say. Yeah. Like, um, sometimes, like I don't know, I'll see relationships like that on screen, and I'm like, ah, oh, but it's so awful. They're so mean to each other. But then I think back, and I'm like, no, like all of the like hottest relationships I've ever had have always been with guys where we're really like weird to each other in that way and not afraid to like 
take each other down a few pegs yeah. and like lightly bully each other. Bullying is okay. Bullying's a little bit sexy. <laughs> yeah, let's talk about that. kids. <laughs> Listen, <laughs> when when the bullying is consensual and light and good natured, with everyone's you know yeah. feelings relatively considered, mm-hmm. uh, it can be real hot. Totally. <laughs> um, I so think, you know what, kids? Yeah. <laughs> Your mom and I are just going off for a weekend. Yeah. <laughs> We're gonna do some light bullying. Yeah. <laughs> Consent uh, and balance exist in every every. Uh, mm, okay, uh, let's move on. Yeah. Um, I think now I'm realizing that a reason why I really related to this romance is because that's how Brandon and I started out. We started out as roommates. Mm-hmm. And before we started dating. Yeah. Yeah. Interesting. And uh, that was that was sort of a thing too, where I was coming out of a relationship when I moved in with Brandon. Yeah. And I would ask him to do things for me, and he he would say no because uh, I was so used to just asking my partners to, can you do this? And it's like, yeah, no problem, of course. And Brandon's like, no, I'm not your boyfriend. <laughs> I'm, I'm your roommate. And and uh, you were like, I'll show you. Yeah. <laughs> just you wait. <laughs> But, oh, uh, yeah. am Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I, I, I feel like that's a word. That's a word. Yeah. Am and, yeah. So I think we should talk about the weird scene. Yeah, the tummy rubbing scene. That was weird. That one's weird just because, like, uh, I feel like if it wasn't actually just, like, Richard Dreyfus and all of his charming wonderfulness, like, yeah. I feel like you'd have to be a little bit... Uh, like weirded out as a mother letting this like kind of angry actor man who's recently moved into your apartment just like rub your like nine-year-old daughter's tummy and sing to her because she ate too much ice cream she ate too much ice cream and she had a sore tummy and also another thing about the Elliot character is that he doesn't take medicine he doesn't take Tylenol he yeah he's a bit of a hippie yeah yeah and uh so yeah, he instead instead of giving the girl uh, like a gravel or something sodium bicarbonate. Yeah, that's it. He uh, gives her a tummy rub and plays music for her on his guitar. Which and then he like and then after playing the guitar, then he like stops for a sec and uh, Paula starts like giving him this big apology, like sorry, I was such a bitch to you. Meanwhile, she was just. Her defenses were exactly up very understandably, yeah. Given her si- many situations, right? And, and she just gone through some like pretty legitimate trauma, and that's that's I hate that. I hate it when <sighs> yeah. She didn't have to apologize, anyways. So uh, it's relatable he, though, right? Yeah. Anyway, go on. He um he falls asleep on the bed like next to the girl, and then. Fully closed. Everyone's fully yeah, closed. Yeah, exactly. The no light is on. No one's under the blanket. Nobody's touching. They're not spooning. But he just, like, conks himself out because that's how he falls asleep is he plays his guitar. Yeah. And, um, yeah, and she's like, you can't sleep in a bed with my daughter. So, like. And that's how the scene ends. Yeah. <laughs> and then it moves on and you forget about, you know, that scene because of how shiny and beautiful you feel on the inside. Exactly. And he does end up being, like, a very good, stable father figure to her so from that perspective by the end it's like okay that wasn't that weird they but both it's... really mature yeah and uh and yeah so yeah. we addressed it there yeah <laughs> let's move on yeah the weird pet leave yeah because i still feel really really good um I really, really loved their, their, they have, like, one sort of peak romantic scene where, like, they have a date on their rooftop mm-hmm. that he sort of, like, organizes. He strings up lights and he yeah. dresses up. It's very quirky. Mm-hmm. And um, it's... And he's pretending to be Fred Astaire. Yeah. Yeah. And um, it's a gorgeous little date. They've been living each other with each other for um, a couple months, I guess, mm-hmm. and... And then they're kind of having this date talk where they get to know each other. They, like, unpack their past relationships together. And it starts raining, so they have to put his little, like, pizza table under the bridge, and then it's all ambient, and then the candle goes out. Yeah. <gasps> it's it's gorgeous. And then a very, uh, followed by the next morning, which is awkward, she's having regrets because of her fears, because mm. she's, she's scared of being left again. 
Uh, she's scared of opening her heart up again. And, it's uh, just so scary. And so is the daughter, too. The daughter's yeah. upset in the morning as well. She knows what happened. She's very perceptive. Mm-hmm. She knows they boned. She is, did. Oh she does. God. Yeah, she knows they boned. It's going to be so hard dating as a single parent. Oh, I, no king. Ugh. That, well, the, she has such honest com- and vulnerable conversations with her daughter. Mm-hmm. She's kind of, At first, her daughter is the only one that Paula can be vulnerable around. Everywhere else, she kind of has this mask. Yeah. A little bit, like at her auditions where she feels old and she has sort of this um, tough exterior. Yeah, like she's snappy and like Very funny snappy. with that director. Like she does well there. She's so witty. Mm-hmm. And that never comes up again, except with, you know, mm-hmm. um, with, with Richard, with Elliot. Elliot kind of strips her defenses a little bit and makes her laugh. He, she makes him laugh. It's, it's very beautiful. But like yeah. that wit, that doesn't come back really. Mm-hmm. She really has it on. She's very on for that audition. Yeah, you know, I guess in a way, and because the whole kind of argument that Elliot brings up is that in her other relationships, she always initiated it, and this was the first time he came after her, mm-hmm. and like she had had that before. So then she was freaking out because she wasn't in control. Yeah. So I think. Yeah, she is. That that's one of her big things is she's she's the control freak getting broken down. Oh God, relatable. Yeah. <laughs> when he initially woos her, she is uh, in a bathrobe and she has like a, a face mask on, a, a mask. Oh man, just <laughs> oh no, literally wearing a mask. Ugh, un- <laughs> beautiful. And oh. uh, he he's so playful with her oh, as that's he a cute as scene. he pretty much professes for the first time that he's attracted to her, mm-hmm. that that he likes her, mm-hmm. and uh, he, he's so uninhibited with his attraction to her and his playfulness, mm-hmm. and it's so adorable. That That is, that was so attractive. And, like, I, I love the scene, too, where, like, this is such a good way to, like, show that he's getting feelings for her in, like, three seconds, but before that scene, like, when she leaves the room, yeah. and then he just goes, <laughs> cute. Very cute. Like, yeah, talking to himself. Oh, yeah, that's a cute moment. Yeah. Very cute. Very moment. cute. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Say cute again. Cute. <laughs> Come on, you can tell me. I can I can take it. Am I as adorable as I think I am? You are outrageous. I cannot keep up with your energy. They must pick you up on CB radios in Alaska. You get the feeling something is starting between us. <laughs> Don't get cute with me. You know your goddamn nose drives me crazy. What's wrong with my nose? Well, see, it's pug. Very pug. It shoots down straight, but then it turns pug right there at the last second. <gasps> Don't. We got ourselves a hot infatuation here. <laughs> I have no time for romance. I have a daughter I'm trying to save from getting ripped. You know, you drove me bananas the first time I saw you kind of cracking that door. I said to myself, this is the best half a face I ever laid eyes on. <laughs> Don't make me laugh. I am not on your side. The smell of your hair drives me nuts. I'm telling you. I could be sleeping. You walk by my door, my nostrils wake me up and say, who that coming down this street? Oh. You're embarrassing me. I'm 33. I'm not supposed to get embarrassed anymore. You know, if you were a Broadway musical, people would be humming your face. <laughs> Please don't do this. Don't make me feel happy. I hate that. Goddamn, it's wonderful to be alive. Feeling. Do not come into my life. I just got through putting up fences. I have a note here. Mm-hmm. 180 for wine? Oh, God, a dollar eighty-five one. Hi, Brandon. Hi. Hi, Brandon. Are you dropping a podcast? Yes. Yeah. Come here. Have you seen Goodbye Girl? I have. Oh, what do you have to say? I don't remember a lot about it. I remember the naked guitar scene. Okay. <laughs> oh, yeah, <laughs> we, we let's all. talk about that. Let's talk about the naked guitar. Sick thighs. <laughs> yeah. Um, naked guitar. Beautiful. Mm. Did you need something, Brandon? You can go. Did, no, you, no. did you need something? Uh, just, just checking in. Okay. <laughs> Sorry, uh, it sounded awkward on your podcast. <laughs> yeah. It's okay. We are live streaming. Yeah. <laughs> 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 kind of wish we were. <laughs> that would be fun. Um, so. Oh, Naked Guitar. Naked Guitar. Naked Guitar. I guess this is, that's sort of a, like, famous scene. Yeah. yeah. That's the scene from this movie? It's, well, it's. It's one of the, like, 
Because it's just like one of his big, weird, quirky things that he does. And I feel like it's sort of definitive of the character in the beginning. Well, he's may- quite pret- pretentious in the beginning. Yeah, he's very pretentious. And the whole thing is like, you know, it's his house, so he makes the rules, even though he's just kind of like moving in there. And it's it kind of seems a little bit like a, like a first impression defense mechanism. This like, I'm weird and I'm, mm-hmm. you know, uh, I, I have all these routines and you, sh- you should foot six. you should eat wheat germ and <laughs> yeah I, my body's a temple and I'm- i guarantee he's an aquarius yeah <laughs> <laughs> elliot or richard um elliot do we know character. richard dreyfus is i i think Zodiac? it's i think he's a scorpio honestly i'm pretty sure he's a scorpio okay um richard dreyfus Definitely a Scorpio. October 29th, 1947. Okay. All right. Yeah. I mean, it makes sense, that dark brooding side. Yeah. I wonder, maybe for next time we should look up his whole birth chart. Oh, yeah, that's absolutely happening next time. That would be an episode onto itself. Yeah, jeez. The wheels are turning, man. (laughs) Uh, we should make predictions for what like his moon sign is and everything too oh man I bet he's got something fucked like a Gemini moon (laughs) (laughs) I have a Scorpio moon yeah that's that that's that spooky sexy side so spooky Mm -hmm. let me see what else do I have (laughs) oh I have a quote from Sarah Jane (laughs) right at the beginning of the movie (laughs) Sarah Jane says he looks old for 30. That's hot. <laughs> yeah, right? Like, oh gosh, he's got like a bit of gray in his beard and just the tippity top little bit of his hair is balding. It's like curly and he's like. Really cool. not a traditional looking romantic lead, Mm-mm. but it makes it so much better. He's not some fucking Matthew McConaughey or some shit oh, he's that, like, so I can better. never achieve. And I also <laughs> just, like, I don't... He's attainable, and I love it. Yeah, like, and those really, like, ripped, tall, glistening guys, like, uh, I don't... I don't know, it just doesn't really do it for me, but just, like, someone like Richard, where he looks like he's just got, like, a little bit of a dad bod. Yeah. And, oh, God, it, and it's the hat. I don't know why that hat gets me every time. I think, you know, the the dated sexism of Richard Dreyfuss's movies, uh, we make up for that by objectifying Richard Dreyfuss <laughs> oh, in every episode. Definitely. <laughs> oh, God, the things I would do to that man. Yeah. But, hello. Uh-oh. <laughs> Okay, so something happened. Uh, something just happened. For the viewers at home, or listeners at home, um, Sydney's husband just walked in naked with a guitar. Yeah! <laughs> uh, we saw more than we did in the movie. Yeah! <laughs> so, <laughs> wow. <laughs> that was aggressive, Brandon. Well, that was fun. <laughs> I really appreciate, you know, that my partner is supportive of, of this podcast. Yeah. He he loves Well, the he theme. was a bit of a hater in the beginning. He was a little bit. Yeah. <laughs> He's redeemed himself now with that little stunt. Yeah. <laughs> I feel so supported right now. That's nice. Yeah. Oh, you've got a real you've got a real Dreyfus on your hands. Yeah. <laughs> How lucky am I? Oh, a tall Dreyfus. Yeah. <laughs> that was that was special. That was nice. How special was that? Oh, you're just living your own little rom-com over here. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> oh, no. Am I the quirky friend? Yeah. <laughs> I'm just here for your development, ma'am. <laughs> <laughs> you're my Zoe Deschanel. I'm Shanel. the Judy Greer. You're my Judy Greer. <laughs> wow. I want to be rich or I really, I really do. I, um, gosh, he's just so hot. And, oh, did I tell you I saw that guy who works at the bar uh, who looks just like Richard Dreyfuss again? Yeah. yeah. Oh, you it said was... it actually in, in the last episode. But. 
that he like, that he doesn't look like Richard Dreyfuss. No, no, that was a different one. Oh, okay, so okay, okay. There are two men in my life who look like Richard Dreyfuss. Well, first there was there was Stephen, and then I saw him, and yeah, and he had a beard, and he looked nothing like Richard yeah. So Dreyfuss we're over. So we're I was over like, him. Bye, Stephen. Bye. But okay, so there's this guy who works at the Forks, um, which is like a big tourist trap area where people drink. Uh, in our city, and there's a guy who works there who looks <laughs> just like Richard Dreyfuss. Like, in in Jaws, right? Or, no, in Goodbye Girl. You in, said that last time. Yes. Okay. So, he, he looks, yeah, he looks Goodbye Girl, Richard Dreyfuss. Nice. He's got the hat, he's got the glasses, and he's probably five foot six, five foot seven at most, so I'm like, nice. hello. Nice. And, um, I was just going on, like, a Tinder date with, like, a rando, I don't remember but I just like I couldn't even pay attention to anything this guy was saying because this fucking Richard Dreyfus ass motherfucker was just (laughs) strutting around (laughs) cleaning up dishes and I was like oh my god wow I oh and I've told some of my friends about him they're like you should just go up to him and I'm like what am I gonna say or you can say it right here on the podcast (laughs) sir I love your work Oh my god, yeah. He's like he's just missed, so like, handsome. was it on Craigslist Missed Encounters? <laughs> oh god, honestly, I should do a Missed Encounters. Hey, I'm the weird girl who's gone on several dates who she's made zero eye contact with over the past two weeks. Um, call me. <laughs> if you look like Mr. Dreyfus. Yeah, I only make eye contact with men who look like Richard Dreyfus, even just a little bit. You make a nice movie. Have a wonderful career. If you're ever up for an Academy Award, I promise you I'll keep my fingers crossed for you. What? What is it about you that makes a man with 147 IQ feel like a dribbling idiot? <laughs> I don't know, but whatever it is, I thank God for it. You're welcome, God. If my plane crashes in the storm, I'm coming back here, Paula. I mean it. I mean it. Oh, I think it's time for six degrees of Dreyfus. Oh, absolutely. So I didn't think about it again. This is the segment that just keeps on not working and we just still keep doing it. Did we even do one last time? Um, I don't know. I think we talked about doing it. And, and, then, we, and then we moved on. Yeah. Um, uh, we're doing it. Okay, we're doing it. Yeah. Uh, who did, you mentioned a good one before we started. Dustin Hoffman. Dustin Hoffman. We touched on him a little bit. This is a story based on his yeah, relationship. Totally. But Dustin Hoffman, um, yeah, he, I feel weird about him now because he just seemed like the most, like, wholesome, sweet person. Like, he just has the most lovable face. Like, he seems like he'd be, he could be a Dreyfus. Yeah. But I heard he's actually secretly evil. <gasps> really? Yeah. Okay. Yeah, so Dustin Hoffman's canceled. Okay, I'm fine yeah. with it. I always get him confused with Al Pacino anyway. Totally. Al Pacino, he's, now there's a real stand-up guy. Yeah. <laughs> Is he really? I, I imagine he's not. Yeah? Is he an <laughs> asshole? I, don't, I really, I don't know. He just gives me good vibes. I imagine any man over 60 is canceled. Yeah. <laughs> any any same. white white man over 60 is probably canceled. Mm-hmm. Ooh, top search on Sarah's Google, Richard Dreyfuss. Yeah, there he is. <laughs> um, okay, I am going to look up the other actors, af- <laughs> Oscar actors, <laughs> actors. Um, Do it, Judy. <laughs> best actors <laughs> of 1977 <laughs> at the Oscars. <laughs> uh, oh, wait, no, it would have been 1978 because... <laughs> because the movie was made in 1977. Oh, okay. Academy Award for Best Actor. One of Woody Allen. Who's a monster. Okay, and the other nominees were... Oh. <laughs> Say it in the voice. <laughs> and the other nominees are... And the nominees are... <laughs> Woody Allen. Annie Boo. Hall. Boo! Richard Burton. Equus. Uh, yeah. yeah I, think I don't know. 
he's married to Liz. I think is, there there were some issues. Okay. Marcello Mastriani. Okay. Okay. I don't know. Oh, a special day. Sorry, yeah. I forgot to say this. Oh, I fucked up. Um, John, John Travolta. John Travolta. Saturday Night Fever. That movie's fucked. Oh, do you? Okay. Something I just heard about John Travolta. Um, he's you know as wacky and problematic in his own ways as he is. Mm-hmm. Um, I read a while ago that apparently he was like wildly in love with this older woman mm-hmm. and during Saturday Night Fever they were like living together and she got cancer and died. <gasps> Whoa. So he like had to like do that movie while like apparently it was like the love of his life and yeah and she died and he had to like carry that the whole time through that. Well that's a dark movie so it worked. Yeah. Have you I've seen a- it? I've actually never seen it. Um, my mom went to it. It was her first movie theater experience. Oh. And she was, like, nine. Oh, jeez. And she went, she went for, like, a, a birthday party, and the Weird. mom thought it was just going to be a dancing movie. Uh-oh. <laughs> and she's sitting there like, shit. <laughs> I'm going to have to explain some things to the parents. Oh, no. Yeah, it is a very dark, dark movie. Yikes. I bet. Well, disco life was probably... Little bit sketchy back then. Yeah. Lots of chemicals. Yeah. Yeah, I know. So Lots I, of sexism. And... Yeah. <laughs> oh, and you know what? Like, I I wonder, too, with John Travolta, because if he had this, like, horrible heartbreak where, like, this woman, you know, he loved so much died. Plus, he's a Scientologist, which is, like, blah. Yeah. But, yeah, this whole storyline with the lady dying while he was filming Saturday Night Fever was um, yeah, a bit of a curveball. Hmm. All right, well that was a that was a dark degree of yeah, that's a, that was a dark degree drive us, but he's uh there he is. And uh we'll drive his beat him in on top of all that. On top of all that drive his beat and kick him when he's down. Yeah. Uh, well, I think yeah, looking at these uh this list of gentlemen, mm-hmm. um, I think I think Dreyfus deserved it. Totally. I don't know why I thought was uh, Rocky was on there. I was convinced that Rocky was on there. Maybe I'm wrong. Let's see here. Supporting this role. This is a supporting role, yeah. Star Wars. What? Oh, Star Wars came out that year. For supporting role? I guess so. Who's Alec Guinness? I don't even know. I'm a, I'm a oh, fucking man. nerd. You gotta Google. Know. No. Oh, he was, oh, he was Obi-Wan Kenobi. Obi-Wan, right. Oh, well, okay. there you go. Okay. Yeah. That makes sense. Cool. Who won, though? Oh, shit. I we lost it. <laughs> ah, God damn it. It's okay. Um, it's been a tangent. Oscars. Just so we know, so we can sleep at night. Yeah. Um, I secretly hope um, that every, you know, degree of Dreyfus segment we do just ends up at Devin Sala. <laughs> yes. I could do a podcast on Devin Sala. Uh, I would warn you against doing a podcast about Devin Sala because another local group of comedians oh, and podcasters yeah. have uh, made some claims about Devin Sawa that he didn't like very much, and they got beef now. So They I- got beef? Oh, Devin Sawa is mad at hunks. What? Oh, yeah, he said their podcast was shitty, <gasps> and he, like, went off about them, because they were like, is Devin Sawa dead? Well, like, is he? Right? Like, it's a question. <laughs> they, they just asked. Yeah, and so they said, yes, he is dead, I'm pretty sure, or something <laughs> like that. But they made this whole, like, it was a great video, and Devin was very upset. He, oh, well, yeah. Any publicity is good publicity. Exactly. Even when you're dead. Right. Like, Jeff Goldblum has died how many times? Like, seven? Oh, so many. Okay, here's... If you scroll through all the different... I don't even know the winner. What's going on here? Oh, winner at the top. Yeah, I don't even know Jason that. Jason Robards. Yeah, I don't know her name. What's Julia? No idea. Actress. Oh, oh da- our Diane. girl Diane won Best Actress. So she beat out Marsha, but Good like... Good that's the thing is like it's not um, Woody Allen who's the charm in that movie. It's Diane. Yeah, yeah, she's fine. Oh, oh. yeah. Quinn Cummings. Oh, for yeah, supporting. Yeah, that's the little girl. Oh. Yeah, so she got nominated too. Good for her. Wow, wow. Right. Well, I mean, that just proves that we were we were right. That yeah. The acting is incredible <laughs> in this movie. All three were nominated. Yeah. 
But our boy Richard took it, took it home. What a great third episode. Mm-hmm. What a it, great movie. Right? It just, oh, it just makes you feel at ease. It's nice. I had so many more feelings about this one than I did about Jaws. Yeah, it was it was much more nuanced. Like, Jaws is like, it's... It's like an actual, like, thrill ride mm-hmm. where, like, you know, how long can you talk about, like, an actual physical roller coaster? <laughs> Whereas, like, <laughs> whoa! Um, granted, like, I could talk about Six Flags for a long time, actually. But, um, yeah. Whereas, yeah, a film like this, it's just, oh, it's, it's just tapping into all your feels. Yeah, I still feel shiny and happy. Mm-hmm. That's one I will tell people about. That this yeah. is a movie that I'll be like, "Have you seen this? Mm-hmm. Do it. Yeah. Rent it for four ninety nine on Google Play. Mm-hmm. Let like, Richard take you along for that wild ride, that because, carriage ride, because you think you're not gonna like him, and then you like him, and then oh, yeah. Romance. I'm starting. I'm starting. I, I feel like I'm getting to know Richard like mm-hmm. through these movies. And I'm getting closer to him. But see, that's what I want to think. But then I also hear about how he did so much cocaine in the 80s that he doesn't actually remember filming Whose Life Is It Anyways. So I'm like, uh, is it really him? It's just another way he's related. <laughs> it's just to me. cocaine, Richard. Oh, yeah, I suppose so. I don't remember university. You know what? When we when we watch Whose Life Is It Anyways, we should just do a ton of cocaine. <laughs> do a couple lines. Oh, God, no. Watched. Not at all. No. <laughs> no. Drugs are, drugs are really bad. Drugs are bad. Yeah. Unlike bullying, which is so yeah. hot. <laughs> <laughs> uh, yeah, we, we're learning a lot. Mm-hmm. And uh, yeah, we like to think you're learning a lot from, with us. Yeah. <laughs> Damn it. We all grew a little, too. Yeah. <laughs> In mm-hmm. our pants. Whoa! I mean, that was, that's enough, Sydney. <laughs> that's enough. I've had enough. <laughs> <laughs> well, this has been uh, another, this was a poignant episode of High and Dreyfus. It was a needed episode of High and Dreyfus. Yeah. Everyone, please, if you haven't watched Goodbye Girl, go ahead and watch it. It felt healing. I feel like I just got a scalp massage. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah, very feel-good romantic comedy. Mm-hmm. And I encourage everyone to watch the movies as we watch them. Yes. It, People at home, watch these films. Yeah. All of them. Even Krippendorf's Tribe. Even, even though, yeah. yeah, disclaimer, <laughs> you should still do it. Yeah. We're finding out, you know, the movies that are valuable to watch, even though it's hard to watch sometimes. Mm-hmm. And, uh... <laughs> <laughs> <sighs> That was cool. <laughs> That's never happened anymore. <laughs> Just right when you're like starting to really bring it home to like <laughs> like the message that you want to send out to all the kids listening at home and you just fucking regurgitate. <laughs> uh, just iced coffee and yeah. weed. And heartfelt romance. Oh, yeah. Mm-hmm. Butterflies. Mm. That's what that was. <laughs> yeah. Oh, I've had butterflies this whole time. My goodness. Yeah. Oh, isn't that nice? Mm-hmm. So, I guess I guess this is it. We'll probably maybe, like, finish up the snacks we ate, go yeah. back upstairs, see if Brandon put pants on. And I'm going to walk straight to the forks, and I'm going to walk right up to knock off Richard Drivers, yes. and I'm going to say, Hey. Listen up. You and me. Bucko. How's about you and me? And if you play your cards right, I'll drag you through the forest and put you in a chokehold. <laughs> Wait, what? <laughs> that's, that's how I pick up men. <laughs> I, I threaten them with violence. They like it when you get really cavewoman with them. It, like, taps into those primitive instincts. Like, if you threaten to club them over the head, they're like, this gal means business. She's looking for something really serious. <laughs> Okay. <laughs> I thought you were gonna do like a <laughs> on theme sort of. No, no. That no. Would, that, <laughs> I asked a tangent. I asked too much. <laughs> that. Uh, well, that's what I needed. Good. <laughs> <laughs>
This has been real. Yeah, absolutely. Um, well, I guess it's time for us to say goodbye, girl. Good. <laughs> Every time it gets <laughs> I think that's actually the same laugh that I did yeah. the first time. We should compare the two side by that side. That was a visceral reaction. Yeah, I exercised a little demon out of you. Your <laughs> chest, like, flung forward, your head snapped back. <laughs> I feel... I'm I'm really uh, my defenses are down. Mm, uh, Dreyfus won me over too. Oh, it was all that guitar he played. It just loosened us right yeah, out. Yeah, it was all that good-natured hot bullying. Oh, right, <laughs> it just loosened me right it out. Really brought down a lot of my defenses, a lot of my walls. <laughs> oh, Richard, I think God. it's time to say not only goodbye, girl, but goodbye, goodbye Dreyfus. Dreyfus. <laughs>